Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. He's a Super Bowl champion, a Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst, a world-class bodybuilder. And my friend. I just can't wait to hug Greg the next time I see him. Greg Jennings. What's up, man? What's up? No hugs, Rob. What? <laughs> Nobody going to stiff on me. Wow. <laughs> You it wouldn't, Greg, it wouldn't be the first Greg time, Greg. You, you might get crushed. Oh, don't don't try to come don't try to come soft now because Danny Dimes has the most historic <laughs> half of second half of football we've ever witnessed at quarterback. What about the first half where they were down sixty to don't, nothing don't do to that. start? Don't do that. Don't not do to start that. the first six <laughs> quarters of the year. You, you sound foolish. No one, no one cares about the first half until the second half happens. And when the second half happens, we don't care what you did in the first half because the second half becomes the most important thing, how you finish. And that's, how he, that's what he did. He finished. It, was, it took all that to beat one of the worst teams See, in the league. That's right. Man. With no Stop quarterback, it. nothing. Look, Greg. let me tell you, you guys, you guys can poo-poo it all you want to. <laughs> Had they lost and I come on this call, you would have been rubbing it in my face and shoving it down my throat. I don't want to hear it. Just admit it. <laughs> he balled out in that second half. Enjoy this week. Exactly. Enjoy this week because exactly. they got another game coming up and we'll see how that goes. But yes. let's get to another quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, as you know, he blamed the coaches. You heard the retracted sound bite. It. 
Um, and I, I shared with Rob earlier what you said on First Things First, Greg, about, you know, coaches might be giving him extra instructions in his ear and that's throwing him off. But at the end of the day, even if, like, this is third year there, and we know the Bears have never developed a quarterback. We know they're not a very good team. But is that – are we able to blame that on why Justin Fields isn't playing well? At the end of the day – is he just got to look in the mirror and be better? Yeah, he he, he really does. And and Chris, you, you kind of know this because we were talking earlier today. I've been looking at almost all his snaps under center, um, and it, it just doesn't look good. Even with having coaches in your ear, and I've been in huddles where you know coaches have tried to imply where they think the quarterback should go with the ball or what they think is going to happen on this play. And it, it causes a quarterback to overthink sometimes. And when you're out there, you can't you can't be thinking. You have to react to what the defense is doing. That's my problem with Justin Fields. It's we saw him last year go to you know what I'm going to lean into my strength. I'm going to if I escape this pocket, I'm going to use my legs and it's going to be impressive. We're not even seeing that. And so for me, when I turn on the film and I start to see things that. Are, are starting to look more and more repetitive. It's like I, I can see why a coach is possibly telling you what to do and what not to do because I can't trust that you're going to do it. When, I, when you turn on the tape, it's like he's not going through his progression. And he, we, we, we continue to give him the scapegoat of, well, his offensive line is terrible. Well, sometimes they're not. And it's just he's holding the ball and he's not actually getting through his progression because he's not processing what's going on from a schematic standpoint of the defense. So I can see see his frustration. I can see the coach's frustration. And at the end of the day, something's going to give. And typically it's going to be the coach versus the player. Let, Let me ask you this. When he does have time, can he throw the football consistently to be an NFL quarterback? We It was a couple years ago. We had people come on this very show about Jalen Hurts and, and whether or not he could do it. And obviously he can and, and had an almost MVP-like season. But in Justin Fields' case, when he has time, Greg, do, do you see stuff that you like and think he's going to be a good quarterback? Yeah, I, I see things that I like, Rob. But then I also see the things that are glaringly obvious when I look at that, looking at the film. And if, if I have a quarterback that is struggling to get through progression – uh, and I'm not assisting him like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not comparing him to Dak Prescott, but the situation stylistically, how they're getting up to the ball, they're getting the ball out of his hands. Even with Miami and Tua, what we saw against the Patriots, it was quick. It was decisive. There was no thought really truly needed. It's pre-snap. I know where I'm going with the ball. Let's get it out of my hands. Justin Fields is not even doing that. And their system is a little different stylistically. So when he does have to be, when he is forced to step, drop back and hold the ball and have to go through his progression, he's not making it all the way through. And as a quarterback, in order to thrive, in order to have success, you can't just have the skill set of being able to throw the ball. You got to do it. And in order to do it, you got to get through your progression to get to the open man sometimes. Great. Let's go to the uh, Dallas Cowboys and Micah Parsons. 
I feel like, and I know it's way early, so obviously, you know, nothing. But if if it ended the day, I think he'd be the MVP. Do you think he should, you know, as a defensive player, the only one, the last one was Lawrence Taylor, 1986. Do you think it's possible that he could win the MVP um, or you think it's automatically going to go to a quarterback? Or it should. I do think it's possible that he can. And one of the major reasons why is because he's going to force us to consider him. He's going to force voters to consider him by talking about it constantly. And he already, the thing about MVPs, what you have to do is you have to obviously be the most valuable player on this team. Well, he checks that box. Then you have to start to make splash plays. Well, he's checking that box. He's been checking that box since he got into the league. Then you have to set yourself apart and clearly be better than the field. Well, it looks like he's capable of doing that. It's just about finishing the season the way he starts. He hasn't been able to do that all the way through week 18 weeks. If he can do that and his team is successful, which the last since he's been in the league, they've won 12 games. They've gotten to the playoffs. If, If he does all of those things and all those boxes started to get checked, and he continues to talk about it, making us aware of what he's doing, and he's speaking the things that we feel like, well, he said it, and he's not shy about saying it. We are going to continue to pay attention to it, and we're going to say, well, why not him? Because what quarterback can do it without a great wide receiver? Because down in Miami, you got two, you got two of, but you also got Tyree Hill. Right. So if, there's there's going to be some some voters that possibly will say, well, if you take away Tyreek Hill, is Tua really the most valuable? Nah, that's not fair. That that that's I, nonsense. I mean, did you, did you take away from Patrick Mahomes because he has Kelsey no, and, I, and 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 I, I'm I just understand. saying he has two of the all-time great receivers who ever but played football. But there's also an eye test. No, I get it, like, but I, I just say that that's that. not fair to, to to try to discount people because they have stars around them. No, I, what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it may not be fair, but that will be what tends to happen when you're looking at a guy who, because he has stars around him too. He being Michael Parsons, but he is the main star. And all I'm saying is, if he continues to have the type of success that he's speaking, he's going to have, and that we've seen him have, it's going to be hard to not say, you know what. Let's, he's he's in consideration. As a guy, as a guy that was a wide receiver, obviously not a quarterback. Do you like that? I mean, does would you like to see the MVP opened up uh, beyond quarterbacks every year? Of course, like we we we're making it a one position race, man, and in in award. Which is, if that's the case, then. Why are we even? Why are we even having all these players act as though that they can win this this MVP? When but who says who says that other players that can win the MVP? Why not be? Why not it be an offensive lineman? They don't have any stats, so they're not going to win. Why not a defensive lineman? I mean, uh, the only thing I'm saying, Greg, is the 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 couple of positions you've already said that. Uh, running backs don't matter in the league anymore, so you wipe them out of the equation. Who, who Who's really that? left? I'm just talking about the owners. They don't. They don't value I them. They say that they can replace. If a running back, so there's nobody left but really yards, a wide, but, but, but a quarterback. If I, so, uh, here's here's the, here's the thing, Rob. I, I hear what you're saying, but I strongly disagree because if if 
if Justin Jefferson goes for 2,500 yards, Kirk Cousins has had great years. We're not going to say, you know what? Kirk Cousins is going to be the MVP. You're right. going, we're going to strong because if you take one of those two away, who's more most important? Let's be realistic. Justin Jefferson is more important to that organization if um, if you insert a wide receiver in replacing of Justin Jefferson, you think he's going to produce like that? No. But if you insert a quarterback, I'm not saying he's going to be Kirk Cousins. I don't even believe he has to be. But because of what Justin Jefferson brings, he is the most valuable player on that team. Not, if, so not, if, not if Kirk Cousins has uh, 45 touchdowns and two picks and they win the division and they win 11 straight. It won't be ja- now, you tell you who tell is- me if he throws forty five touchdowns with two or three picks, who's gonna be the MVP? Yeah, it's gonna be Kurt. Why? Because naturally we just gravitate and give it to the the quarterback because he has more opportunity to spread it around of those 45 touchdowns. And a wide receiver can't throw the ball to himself. Let's just be honest. Exactly. Well, Greg, so I, I've said that they should do like baseball. And, you know, baseball's got the Cy Young Award for the pitcher. And they should have an award for the best quarterback. And then an MVP for whoever they people feel is the best player that season. Because it's just it, – it's. I don't think it should go to a quarterback every year. It's been a running back, you know, not, not since, what, 2012, I think, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, A running back would have to rush for over, like, 2,100 yards probably to get the award. Um, but – it just—I don't think it's fair that it's always a quarterback. I tell no, you, no. I, I think it's—it's—it's like—it's like when we talk about the greatest football player ever. Like, naturally, you're gonna you start you list quarterbacks that have won. But when I look at that, it's like quarterbacks are in their own—they right. have their own I fraternity agree. because they're not—they're not really. We don't look at them as, oh man, he was—he was tough to go up against. What? You don't look like you don't look at them like that. No, I agree. I, I don't. I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. I don't think he's the best football player ever. I, I'm totally exactly. with you on that. All right, that's our man Greg Jennings, Super Bowl champion. Great stuff as always, brother. Thank you. Go, Danny Dimes. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, 
love and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blake Snell, Cy Young Award-winning pitcher, for the San Diego Padres, Rob had a no-hitter going against Colorado. Uh, seven innings pitched through 104 pitches and w- pulled himself out of the game. What did he say, Rob G., to the, uh, to the manager? Yeah, he told manager Bob Melvin, this is what Melvin told the media, He said, Snell was being pretty realistic. He said to me, quote, it's going to be tough for me to finish nine. He was over 100 pitches, seven innings, pretty good inning. It wasn't that, though. 
So they, you know, he said he knew he didn't have it, so take me out. Had 10 Ks and had four walks, so it was yes, nowhere sir. near a perfect game, but, um, you know, it was looking great. Rob, what are your thoughts on this, Rob? Outrageous. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I t- Chris, stop. And they, they're protecting managers and the analytics people by saying it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw said the same thing, a perfect game. Oh, you don't game. think Snell pulled himself? No. Really? I don't. I think that that's just a part of what they wanted. And he went along with it because that's where we are in baseball. Why would you – 100 pitches? You can't finish a game? I mean, Chris, wow. go out there. You give up a, war, a, hit or, a hit or two walks, okay? You don't have it anymore. Why wouldn't you want to compete? You might, get, you might get out of the inning on four pitches, Right? Three swings on four pitches and, you got, and you're in the ninth inning. You don't know. If you labor through the eighth inning and you throw 18 pitches, Chris, okay. I got it. You're out of gas. But to not even go out and try, I'm, I'm just not buying it. Everybody, they, every time they're always making excuses for, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have it. Clayton Kershaw threw 80 pitches, Chris, no stress pitches, had a perfect game going, and, oh, yeah, I, I don't have it. I'm done. R- really? Like and oh, we we don't want to leave him out there, Chris. You know he might get hurt. He might. We want to save him for down the road. I thought Kershaw was like, hey, you know, I thought he was kind of like it would have been nice. You know, you got something going. He gave gave the Dodgers a pass. But did did. he? But did he say he was the? Did he? He didn't say he pulled himself. No, he just said that. Yeah, they're probably right. I I don't. I didn't. Right. Okay, but that's different. Snell. Said he pulled, or at least Melvin, right? The the manager. Did Snell say anything, Raji? I have his quotes. We don't have the sound, unfortunately. But here's what he told the media after the game last night. He said, I just knew it was going to be a lot of pitches. I'm a guy that understands my body really well and understands the risk-reward of injury with pushing it. With how hard I was throwing today, it was not worth it. I understand no hitter is an amazing accomplishment. So hard to do. I understand that. I also understand how much I value health. It's an individual accolade. It's cool for the team. We had a no-hitter. It's not it's cool either when or. the bullpen comes in and you can trust them. It's I, I not either or. It. I think he did it, right. I, I think he pulled himself. It's and BS. And I agree with you, but so it's, you don't believe – you think he's lying. It's BS. It's not because it's not either or. It's, no, uh, I get that. I, 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 you, I, I, okay. In health, pitching a no-hitter doesn't mean that, that, you, that you're going to be hurt or not pitching a no-hitter. He could go out the next start and get hurt. I just don't understand the, the rationale behind it. If you go out there in the eighth inning, Chris, and you struggle, take the guy out. If he walks a guy to lead off the eighth inning, if he gives up a hit, whatever it is, if it takes nine pitches to get through the first batter, come out. I got you. If he had 140 pitches, I'm with you. That's too much, 140. This isn't the Nolan Ryan days where he threw 230 in a game, Chris. We'll never see that. Rob, I... I- I agree with you about what you just said as far as, you know, it, we've, we've talked about it before. I mean, we've Jacob DeGrom's hardly throwing it all, and he can't stay healthy. Right. You know, I mean, so we talked about Kershaw. After he came out a few months, was it even a few months uh, later, was, yeah. he got hurt. You know, so I agree with you on that. I am taking it. I don't know if either one of us know. I'm just going to take Snell at his word. I mean, he could have easily said, hey, you know, I just I knew I didn't have any more left, but he went he went the extra mile and really went into detail about knowing his body, thinking he wasn't ready to, you know, go more, go longer and all that. So I'm going to assume that he's telling the truth. And here's what I would say, Rob. 
I think that the players coming up today, and I'm generalizing, but a lot of them, they don't think they can go complete games anymore. They've been brainwashed by the analytics people. And you talk about soft. You talk about the whippification of a sport. Rob, guess how many complete games Blake Snell has thrown in his career? Uh, Eight. How about zero? (laughs) Zero. So he probably really believes there's no way I'm going nine. I bet it doesn't even cross his mind to go nine innings, even if you got a no-hitter going. Uh, And this uh, is horrible, Rob. They are convincing some of these players that you can't throw a complete game anymore. It's terrible. Because people want stars. People want moments. This would have been a moment. We know the and the Padres aren't even going anywhere. I'm not saying you just, you know, throw caution to the wind and say if you get hurt, you get hurt. But you're not saving him for the playoffs. Well, the other thing too, it's if it, if you're the Padres and you're not going anywhere, and if it really doesn't matter, then why is he pitching at all, Chris? Why, why is he even out there if you're going to go to let him pitch seven innings to say, well, well, we don't want him to pitch the eighth and the ninth. Don't pitch at all if you're worried about health. You're out of the playoff race. Right. Why are you even pitching? Right, right. I mean, I, it, I, I just think it's terrible. And um, this is, I mean, it's almost like the equivalent of low management in the NBA. And, I mean, guys think to play 40 minutes, you got to be Superman in the NBA. And now we've got pitchers who, even with the chance to do something historic, to do something memorable, to do something you will never forget, to do something you'll get accolades and praise for, to give the fans a moment. What are the San Diego fans looking to see now? They certainly, you're not getting to the playoffs. They want moments. They're not giving up on the season after you fall out of the playoff race. So give them a moment. And the fact that he didn't have the competitive drive. And again, I just blame it on these guys being brainwashed now into thinking they can only throw so many pitches. Right, and the whole notion that the third and fourth time around, you don't have that good stuff and they hit you. It's okay. That doesn't mean you can't get through a game, Chris. I I watched Tom Seaver when he pitched for the Mets. Chris, strike out the – he struck out 19 batters in the game, and guess what? He struck out the last 10 San Diego Padres to end the game. The last 10. Whatever happened to that? that? Yeah, no, look, and and Rob – it is just, it's just terrible. I mean, look, we, in in 10 years, Rob, and maybe I'm giving it a long time. I'm just saying this. I hope it never happens, and I would lean toward it never happening. But if analytics continues the way it is, Rob, you know how they have openers, right? A guy to throw one inning. Right. Just to, and they, it, they don't even call him a starter, just an opener. Right. Like, I, I mean, I would imagine, Rob, that the analytics would tell you if you throw five or six pitchers in a game 
And each one of them is at their absolute best because they're not tired and the opposing lineup has not seen them, right? The first time they're seeing each pitcher, I would, I bet the analytics would say you got a better chance of winning. Only problem, and that's what they believe, Chris, and you know what? It doesn't work because if it really worked, they would be doing it. Do you know I, what I mean? I don't know. Does it not work? I mean, we've seen it here and there, but I don't, I, I don't know that it doesn't work. I, no. But here's my thing. I don't care if it works. That eliminates stars. How are you going to have a star pitcher when they, they only pitch two or three innings at the most whenever they go out there? We don't have – no bullpen middle relievers are stars. That, that's my main – look, the, the, Rob, the, um, the, the, the switch with the infield, that, that was helping you win, right? Right. But it's not good for the game. Right. And this is not good for the game. No, it wouldn't fans. be good for the game. It, 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 to cheat fans from moments, as you talked about, going, Chris, I've been covering baseball, Major League Baseball, since 1986. I've seen one or two. No, I saw a perfect game with David Wells. I might have seen one or two. I can't even remember. That might be the only one. How often do you think you go to a ballpark and see a, a, a no hit or a perfect game? It doesn't happen. I go to the ballpark all the time for the last 37 years. It doesn't happen. doesn't happen every other day. You're right. I mean, it it just, like I said, that's the logical conclusion of these analytics is you start throwing a pitcher one or two innings. And like I said, just like the shift wasn't good for baseball, even though it could help you win, that would not be good for baseball. We Rob, it's like the Oakland A's when they were at the height of the Billy, you know, Billy Bean era, right? They were winning regular season games, but really no stars. Were fans interested? Right. I mean, we want person Shohei. Shohei's team wasn't winning, but we want to see him because he's a star. Right. He's doing something that we've never seen, and to to be little. Or act like a no-hitter means nothing in baseball right. is a crime from these analytic people. It, 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 it really is to poo-poo it and to, to shortchange it and make it like yep. it's no big deal. Ah, just come on out. Who cares? We don't care if you got a no-hitter going. Just sit down. Let's put in Joe Blow, who nobody knows <laughs> or cares about, and let him get the three outs. And then some other guy comes in and gives up a bloop single, and then we go home and we won the game. Really? That's that's what we want. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we 
have fun, but then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Damian Lillard, who most people thought would be traded by now, he uh, requested his trade several months ago now and um, has yet to be moved from the Portland Trailblazers. Of course, he wants to go to Miami and nowhere else. So he's he should, saying he should, he should blame himself too. He's saying that the only team he wants to go to, at least, you know, he hasn't said it from his own lips, but these are the reports and, and people around the league are saying it. it's all over. Everybody knows. He only wants to go to the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, keep in mind, were in the NBA finals last year. Okay? And Rob have been in the NBA Finals two two of the last, what, four seasons, I believe right, it is? two of the last four, yes. With the same, you know, cast or, you know, core of players. All right, so keep that in mind. 
Dame went on the It Is What It Is show with Cameron and, and Mace, the rappers. And um, he was taught, he was asked about Kevin Durant, which remember when Durant went from Oklahoma City to Golden State, ended up winning two championships in three years, two championships in two healthy years, really. Um, and still, uh, there are some that, that belittle those championships to some degree, even though he won the MVP in the finals both times. But here's Lillard uh, when he was asked about that. I think KD is, obviously, he's one of the greatest players of all time, but if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't have done that personally. Like, I just felt like it's the team they lost to. It's the team that had been, I think they had won it a couple times or they had won it once before he got there. I wouldn't have been able to, that ain't something that I would have did, but I think for everybody's situation, you got to do what you want to do. I, and well, I don't you, know. You could, you, could, go, you could start. I don't know what the follow-up question was. And, Rob G., maybe you know. The follow-up question should have been what – the talk is you only want to go to Miami. <laughs> like, they were in the NBA Finals last year. Now, and this is, I imagine, where you know, Damian you know Lillard that wasn't will a, Chris, split hairs. Chris, you know that wasn't a follow-up. You already I, know. This is where I imagine Damian Lillard will split hairs. Because there, there's a spectrum, Rob. And on one end of the spectrum, and I wouldn't even call it a spectrum, but the most extreme example to date was Kevin Durant going to the team that had just beaten him in the Western Conference Finals and had also won a championship two years earlier um, and going to them to play. And that's obviously him going from Oklahoma City to Golden State. The other one, it's not on the other side. That's why I said I don't want to call it a spectrum. But something that was similar in principle, but not as, you know, egregious for those that think it's negative. I didn't look at it as a negative, but for those. But, you know, something that wasn't as pronounced as what Durant did was LeBron. Linking up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Now, he didn't go to a team that had won a championship. But he and, and not a team that had beaten him, but he did go to a stat team and he made it. They, they, he actually brought Bosch with them, so they made it more stacked um, to the point where they were clearly on paper the best team in the league. Um, and then now, Rob, if what Damian Lillard is asking, in my view, and, and Rob G, didn't he, he at the time criticize LeBron? I think Dame was in college. But he had tweeted something about LeBron going to Miami, if I remember correctly. Rob G, check that out. But what Dame is looking to do, Rob, to go to Miami with Bam out of Bayou and Jimmy Butler is in the middle of those. Not quite as, you know, he didn't get beat by Miami in the playoffs. They didn't win a championship. But they are technically the best team in the Eastern Conference. They won it last year, and if he goes there, they will, to a lot of people, be the the big favorites in the East. So it doesn't sound good what Dame is saying because a lot of people are looking at it like, dude, you're basically doing the same thing. It's hypocrisy at the highest level. (laughs) I mean, these guys, I don't even think that they understand or know what hypocrisy is or being a hypocrite or what they're even talking about. Chris, you couldn't have laid it out any better. 
He's doing the same exact thing. Okay, they didn't win a championship, but they've been to the championship. They're a a top-level team. You're trying to hitch your little red wagon onto the Miami Heat. It's just just comical. I hope they don't trade him. I do. Because I don't understand it. It'll be interesting to see what he does. And he's to blame why he hasn't been traded. If they would have kept their mouth shut, right. Chris, they could have gotten a deal, and, 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 and Miami would have had to pay up. But once you made it that other teams were scared off and had no interest so they couldn't up the ante to get Portland the best available deal, that, that killed it for him. That's why he's still there. And he could have given them a list, a real list, of maybe five teams that are good, right? And I think Portland would have worked with that. I don't think they would have said, nah, we're we going to send you to basketball, Siberia, and all that. I mean, they, they maybe will make the best deal for them. That's their obligation. But I just think you've tried to – you really painted them into a corner. And so right now they're like, dude, we're not, we're not doing a trade that we don't feel is good for us. And, and it doesn't matter them. if some of the pundits feel it's good for them. I'm, I'm wondering about Jovich, Nikola Jovich, this kid who – it looks promising. I mean, I'm not going to act like I know for sure how good he is. He played well in the World Cup. He showed, you know, I've, I've been told that in Miami they like him. He's 6'10", can shoot the ball. But, you know, if, if Portland doesn't feel like it's a good deal, it's their prerogative not to make this trade. And had Dame just given them a list, Rob, of teams, I, I agree with you that he pro- almost certainly would be traded already. And I, I think that Dame is he stood on that rock so long of loyalty and I'm not into the super teams and and even, you know, what he said, what he just said and he didn't he have about to. Durant. And he, and he, he didn't has have said to, that, Chris. He has said that a long time ago about that. He said that for a long time with Durant, because obviously it was now a long time ago when he made the move. But um I think he's trying like not to backtrack on what he said before, but it's looking bad because it's like, do, do you understand what you're doing? And you can't even say, because he probably, and obviously, he's the one that's a top 75 player. He's the one that is a perennial all-star and has made all-NBA. Like, he would be regarded as the best player on that Heat team with all due respect to Jimmy Butler, who's a very good player. And bam, who's an all-star? You can't even use that card, though, to say, well, I'm, I mean, I'm going there as the best player. Because Kevin Durant went to Golden State as the best player. You can't even say that. And so I, it's just it's, it's a bad look for Dame um, to, to say what he said about Durant. And, I mean, he could say that. But then it's hard, you know, for you to say I'm only going to this one team, right? That just but, but that does that. that he's not going sense. to like uh, the Pistons, you know what I mean, Chris, or some team that. And I don't even think you're saying. I mean, we get he's no, not, but he but my point is you can't criticize somebody team. else, though. My point is you can't criticize somebody else when you're going to a similar situation. That's all. No, it doesn't I, make sense. Saying, but but if he look, if he gave them a list. Of five teams, say it was Boston, Miami, you know, and, and teams that were good. Would you still be as critical? 
I think it boils down to I, him saying one team that was in the finals last year, and I don't want to hear about any other teams like that. I, I get that part, but I think he's a hypocrite about the Kevin Durant. Like, I don't know how that comes out of your mouth that you're talking about, well, I would have never done what Kevin Durant did. Well, well what, what are you doing? <laughs> it doesn't even make, Chris, well, what are you doing? But if there was anybody, and hey, you know what, the other podcast, whatever they're doing, anybody with any ounce of interviewing skills would have said, wait, wait a minute. Aren't you doing what, what KD did? I mean, aren't you going to a better team with a chance to win a championship? Like KD, like KD hadn't won one yet, and, and he went there. They were coming off of getting uh, losing three to one lead to LeBron. They didn't come. He didn't go there after they won their second in a row, Chris. Right. They, they had lost. lost. Yeah. They had just and, choked and, and down one of the biggest finals fashion. ever. Right. Right. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, now again, they won the year before, but in 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 truth, and look, a championship's a championship. You know that we we don't take anybody's championship. I mean, when Toronto won it and KD was hurt, hey, Toronto won the championship, period, right? Um, and Golden State won that championship in 2015. But, Rob, if we really want to analyze it to the nth degree, we can even we can say easily, <laughs> if Kyrie and Kevin Love are playing, they win that championship. Cleveland wins, right? right? And Golden State doesn't win that title and has no rings before Kevin Durant goes there. So it would be very similar. So I, it just, and, and look, he probably would have, because I don't think he can talk about wanting go, to go to Miami. He, he probably, remember he was interviewed with Mark Spears a few weeks ago and he wouldn't talk about it. Um, so he probably would have gave a generic no comment type answer, but you still got to ask it. You do still have to follow up. And, and again, Rob G, do you know if they did? Uh, follow up with with anything like that? Did they uh, talk about not. that? Nope. Oh, they did. Okay. So, but yeah, it, it's it's not a good look. It, it's not a good look, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, we're we're right there at training camp. Um, because if I'm Portland, I I don't. I'm moving on from Damian Lillard. Like I'm done. I got my new point guard, Scoot Henderson. Um, and we're going young, and and I'm not saying they should just make a deal to get rid of him. But I, I don't need him there with my new team. That's for sure. And so it'll be interesting how this plays out if indeed he isn't traded before the start of training camp. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 